0: Welcome to Mercy Street Ministries. I'm live in the streets of L.A. with Mike Lujan and his team of evangelists, and this is Ricky Hobbs in our Mercy Street studios. All of our studios is 1,500 miles away from L.A. We're together in the spirit with Mike and the team in prayer for this broadcast. Mike, we welcome you to the broadcast, and Mike, uh, in a few minutes after you guys open up in prayer, why don't you uh, set the scene for us and let us know kind of where you're at and... um, what you guys have uh, planned for the evening But also we just want to hear you talk Mike, we want to hear what you've seen And and uh, what you've Experienced in the streets uh, In the last months And, uh, and we know many years uh, You and I have uh, probably uh, Been doing evangelism in L.A. Uh, together many times For um, over a period of about 10 years So, uh, so Mike, go ahead And uh, fill us in And then uh, why don't you open up in prayer For the team there
1: Okay, just pray real quick, Lord. Right. Okay, Father God, we just thank you again for this opportunity tonight, Lord Jesus, to just come out here and to share your word, Lord Almighty, with with people, Father God. If that's what your word commissioned us to do. You call us, Lord, for such a time as this, and we are grateful, Lord, and honored, and thank you that your word is alive and more powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword, and it pierces and the to the flesh and soul asunder, even to the bone marrow, Father God. And Your word declares that it also is a discerner of the thoughts and intentions of our hearts. We thank you for that tonight, Father. We pray for the hearts of the people here, Lord Jesus, that you will just, Father God, rip out the hearts of stone that they have in their hearts and in their beating in their chest, Lord, and give them a heart of flesh to understand that you will shut down the plan of the devil, Father God, and you will, Lord Almighty, set the captive free, Father. And we trust in your word because, Father God, again, your word declares that You have come to set the captive free, and you who set the... <laughs> You, whoever you set free, Father God, and we paraphrase this, but you, Father God, set them free indeed, and we thank you for that tonight. Lord Jesus, have your way. That your word, Father God, have its perfect work in the hearts of these people, Father God. And we know, again, your word does not return void, but it accomplishes that for which you sent and purposed it. And we thank you for this. You're growing on in Jesus' name.
0: Amen, Amen, Mike. We agree. And, uh, Mike, I remember your testimony used to be... uh ex-gang member years ago, and um, you've taken me uh, pretty deep into the inner cities of uh, of L.A. And, you know, Mike, the deeper we went, people's expectation is is that it's going to be difficult and hard, and we find out there are, there are good hearts everywhere and that God can touch anybody, can't he, Mike?
1: That is correct, Vic. And, again, um, <laughs> you know, I... I, I Laugh with joy on that, Rick, and I, because it's so exciting. It's one thing, you know, to read the Word and to, to go through Scripture and to look at, at, at what we see, uh, even just pouring through the Word of God years and years, you know, year after year. And it's another, too, the added joy and the be of benefit is to watch it work. To watch it, uh, uh, Ricky just cut, you know, the, the chains away from people. To watch somebody's life just change right in front of you. And, I, you know, you know, I'm not trying to preach to the choir, Ricky. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And you watch somebody's life radically change right here in the street, you know, and we've encountered folks, Ricky, with, with you know, on their way to kill people out here with guns on them and, and you know, pull them on us too, but, you know, the Lord is good. And, and we don't have, like I said, I, I think on the uh, one broadcast before, the, the, the gentleman there asked, we were afraid, and you know we're not. You know, we're not afraid in the world, and we're even bolder now that we're in the Lord. But anyhow, Rick. You know, we are honored and grateful, and we just thank the Lord for his perfect work and what he does out here. We are thankful, Lord, for uh, Ricky, for what we've seen the Lord do in that, you know, people who, who had no idea where their eternity was going to be spent, people who didn't even know that God loves them, even though they go to church, they, they just seem the light of the gospel when we start sowing seed in their lives, and they come to saving faith, Ricky, and they are never the same.
0: I remember, Mike. You um, you took me to uh, to Van Ives, and I was standing right on the edge of a a curb, waiting for the light to turn. And a gentleman was across the street at a payphone, and he looked at me, and he just reached in his in his uh, pocket, and he pulled out a pistol, and he just turned it sideways like martial arts style, like he was getting ready to blow me away. And then I found myself like. I don't know if I was just slipping off the curb, but I was going in his direction, and and so I thought Mike quickly. I, I said, you know, I was I was th- talking to the Holy Spirit. So this is your response to that, you know, in in the midst of the dangers, Mike, that you've shown me and the Holy Spirit shown me is that you just you just press on. You you love the people. I I was reading tonight in Luke seven, Mike, and this is kind of the theme with you guys out there right now. 7 and 22 it says And jesus answering said unto them go your way and tell john whatsoever things you have seen and heard and how the blind see the lame walk the lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear and the dead are raised and the poor the gospel is preached to them and mike i love that jesus you know right. jesus had proclaimed that that was all came all the way down through us from isaiah and up through luke when jesus said the spirit of the lord was upon him he went out and did it teams joined him he trained he taught he loved the people and there were signs following and that's what i've seen in your ministry mike and i appreciate that and let me just be quiet and let you talk and walk and and uh and uh in the streets here and we'll just stand by and 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 uh Mike, just enjoy yourself. We're just here to listen, and um, go ahead.
1: All right. Well, Rick, like I said, you know we've been doing this for a good number of years now, and since me and you have met, and knew really what an email it would lead to, except the Lord, Amen. So we we again, Ricky, are here, and we have in prayer humbled ourselves, you know, because we don't want no flesh to glory in His presence, and we never take credit for nothing that was done. But we will talk to people here and we get varied reactions, Rick. And I think like last time what I showed you or shared with you guys was that the, the, the people now, Ricky, today from when we first met and came out here, their their replies to the gospel, a lot of them in in regard to their eternity, Ricky, and and it's so sad, it's heartbreaking, is that they don't care. They don't care and they've never given the second thought. And that you know what we believe, you can believe what we we can be basically what we want, but they want to be left alone and let them believe what they want because they're happy and content with what they believe, even though it's it's the lie from the pit of hell. So we take the opportunity, Ricky, that we get with folks when we get an audience with them, to sow into their lives. We take the opportunity to stand there, and like one of your books says about the delay of the heart and some of these folks, because, you know, we know they're in bondage to different things, and true to what the Word of God says, that the, the devil's blinded their eyes, that they cannot see, and we know that. But our mission, Ricky, and our call, it's clarion from the Lord, that we are come out here to take the devil's hands off their eyes. We are come out here to get these people, Ricky, to saving faith, to let them know, you know, the Lord of Lords and the Lord of Lords and King of Kings, and to be able, <laughs> excuse me, Rick, to go ahead and... and, and him because he loves them deeply so, and we do too. We are here Rick, because we love people, we are here because we love these folks, and it is our heart's desire to see them saved, spirit filled, blood washed, word preaching, tongue talking, Bible told, born against you know, believers, the Holy Ghost. And we don't, we will sell for nothing less, but we, we come to know the Lord well enough, long enough, and deep enough to know that. We can expect him to move when we come here to share his word with people.
0: Amen, Mike. That's what it's about. Right. We're out for the what people. What I want
1: to do, Ricky, you know, like I said, it's kind of people coming and going out here. But what I would like to do in passing the phone, probably one of these folks, when um, they come out, is stop them. And I want to ask them, like I talked about, because I want the folks to hear, Ricky, the, the, the responses themselves from these people. And I want this to motivate the church and the body of Christ to be on their knees for people you know, that are in this harvest for such a time as this. I want this to, I pray rather, that that this motivates the church to get out about from their walls, Ricky, to get out and get about into their communities, to be out there reaching out to folks, and to share the gospel. Because be- you cannot sit here and watch the, the people go to hell in a handbasket. It's not going to work. I got a couple coming up here, Rick, just real quick. Excuse me, sir. I'm I'm an evangelist. I just got a question for you a quick second. I'm doing a podcast for ministry on church. I just want to ask you a quick question, guys, and I'll let you go. I just would like your opinion about who Jesus Christ is to you.
2: Prophet of God.
1: Do you know what Jesus Christ did for you?
2: He was an example of a perfect man.
1: And let me ask you this, sir. Um, My name is Mike, by the way. What's your name? Lance. Okay, Lance. Nice to meet you. Lance, I just have one question for you, sir. If you died two minutes from now, where would you spend your eternity? Heaven. Why would you spend your eternity in heaven? Because I'm a good person. Okay, Thank you, Lance. I appreciate your time. Okay, Ricky. Yes. You heard that, correct? I did. Okay, and that gentleman's name is Lance. And for the folks that do listen to this, that's just an example of what I just said.
0: Has Lance moved on, Mike?
1: Yeah, yeah, they're going to the store. We're not allowed to stop folks you know, they when they come out we can talk to them some more, but I want to catch him before he's going in so that we get a little bit of a you know, little bit of space in here so folks can hear this. And I just wanna ask you something, Rick, and get your opinion on this. And I pretty much already know the answer, but has that changed since you first started witnessing the people? Is this the first time you've heard somebody tell you that?
0: Yeah, because he was a good person, and, um, there, there are a lot of good persons, and just like I said, we go out and we find good people everywhere, the problem yeah. is, is they don't always know Christ in a personal relationship, yeah. so what I'd like to, like to do with them, maybe if we get a chance to catch Lance or someone else in a minute, we can ask them if we can just, um, uh, say a word of prayer, like the preparatory yeah. prayer, Mike, we've done so many times, and see if that can open the heart, and, um. Uh, and then extend that, that hand to them like you've done so many times.
1: Yeah, well, if we can catch Lance on his way out. We'll do that, Rick. I said yeah. I want the opportunity, but again, we've got to respect the boundaries of these stores and, you know, the people here, so we'll do that. But they come to know us because we've been sewing up here for quite a while now. But the thing I was getting that back to Lance's comment was when I asked him about his eternity, he believed he'd go to heaven because he's good. And, of course, we know that that's contrary to Scripture. So, that's again part of the, the mindset of, of people today. I'm a good guy and again, Rick, that they don't care, you know, eternity, whatever. I I, I go to hell, I go to hell. If I go to heaven, same difference. <laughs> you know. And, and I go home and look at that and every time we pour through the word of God and we look at scripture and and, and we know, Ricky, we both know, I mean, rock solid that there's a judgment coming and that <laughs> we you know, the body of Christ, we're going to stand first. And if like the Word of God said, if we are barely saved, what's going to become of the wicked? And we are not, you know, absent-minded of that. So that's that's something that burns deep in us too, Ricky, and I know it does in you. Because I don't think that you know, even just reading it and, and listening and seeing, you know, they're going to stand before the Lord at the White Throne Judgment, and like the Word of God says, the books will be open, you know, and, and the rich, the poor, the great, the small, and everybody under the sun is going to be standing there. And the concluding verse in that passage of Scripture is that anyone's name I found written in the book of life will be cast in the lake of fire.
0: Absolutely. And we know
1: that that's an eternal state. So, you know, that's the terrifying thing, Rick, and it's terrifying and sad at the same time for us because we <laughs> we look at people who, who, they don't have a clue. And again, now back to what I said about, I hope that this encourages the body cars, and we do as a team, that please wake up and get out of your church you know for those of you that who who are doing that and who are faithful witnesses you know continue on and press in great is your reward in heaven and and don't despise despise small beginnings but know that the Lord has great things in store for you and the word you know in the book of Proverbs it says wise is a soul winner wise is the soul winner and that's and that is so true yeah, It is wise to win souls <laughs> amen
0: amen what's the what's the scripture say how can they call on him in whom they have not believed and that's how right. can they believe in whom they have not heard and how would they hear without a preacher or you can look that word up that's a proclaimer or witness that mm-hmm. and the key to that scripture is heard with a heart to actually, right. to actually experience him uh, i was i was 13 years old when i gave my heart to christ and uh Mike, I remember you talking about the night that you gave your heart to Christ. You saw somebody with a Bible, and um you know you were still in a the gang then, and you felt something you knew something that that uh you know the the power of just him literally carrying that Bible and you being a gang member and what you felt, and you knew there was something and um you began to search at that point, I think didn't you, Mike
1: yeah, well, you know Rick i even though. Being uh, growing up, <laughs> growing up from that, and I was raised that way. My my parents were that way, you know, just generational cursing. And it you still do mature and you still grow some brains and start to look at you know life and consider things. And at that time, I just thought, you know, I, I I've been around a lot of death, and I I mean, I I've seen some things that are just you know basically horrible, to say the least. And, you know, there's no fear of nothing. Like I said, Rick, I'm not afraid of nobody, nowhere, no time, anyhow, anything, whoever you are, where you're from, whatever. I never have been, and I'm not even more so now as as a child of God. So, in that occasion, the Lord just, just if I can use the word minister to me, and He began to just show me that, you know what all of this nonsense and all of this garbage, you know, that the, that the devil spews out is, is, you know, and his part is clever, and, and you know, he's got his schemes and his plots, but God, through the midst of all the muck and the mire, Rick, just reached down, and he had his way, long story short. And I've been serving the Lord in this ministry, Ricky, for 25 years now, and I've known you for about, what, 10, 15, or something like
0: that? you 10 so, Ten or twelve I'm or sorry. so yeah, ten or yeah, twelve or so, percent. I guess,
1: yeah, so you know i i I am grateful <laughs> to that and and I know that uh you know we're in agreement with what we're sharing with Ricky, and <clears throat> you know we know man that, that the call of God that he's facing our lives and and we have the exact same ministry is is Ricky something that is is deep down in the root of our hearts. It saturates every part of our being. I mean, it would be foreign for us not to be witnessing. You know what I mean?
0: Yes. Exactly. That would be like we
1: just stop breathing. You know, it, it, <laughs> it wouldn't work. So I, I think, Ricky, that, that all of that the Lord used. You know, he turned what the devil meant for evil, and he turned it to good. And he turned that around. And now here we are, and I was just sharing with Carlos here, you know, brother, about where we come from because he came from similar background and where the Lord brought us out of, and here we are back talking to those very same people and ministering to them. What's, I thought, how was how, the irony in that, you know what I mean? And I and I share with them because who else is going to minister to these folks more effectively than those who have been there and done that, you know what I mean?
0: Exactly. So what are, you, making, saying, what are yeah, you saying so there he, now, Mike? I'm sorry? What are you seeing there now, where you're at?
1: Well, most of the folks are still in the store. Like I said, we can't, you know, without any headaches, mess the folks that they come out. So let's just wait till we get somebody to come outside. Here for a sec, Rick. I'm hoping Lance doesn't try to scoot away out the other door. How you doing? How are you?
0: Hey, you and me oh, interviewing? Mike?
1: Tina. Yeah, it, you Tina, know, I'm Mike. Nice to meet you. I'm sorry to, to keep you. I just want to ask you something. Do you guys go to church, Tina?
2: Yes.
1: Where do you fellowship at? At
2: um, San Fernando. What church? Santa Rosa.
1: Santa Rosa? Okay. I'm on the phone with a minister friend of mine. I'm sorry. I don't want to be impolite or nothing. Uh, can I ask you a question, Tina? Have you ever considered this? No. This says one heartbeat away. You know what that means? No? I don't understand, church, Tina. Is that a, little? Is that a little kid. Does your family do you go to church? Yeah. What's your name?
2: Samantha.
1: Samantha. Nice to meet you, Samantha. I'm Mike. Okay, let me ask you this: What did Jesus Christ do for you on the cross? He died for you. For what reason? You know what? I not really
2: know how.
0: For your
1: mouth. Yeah. Okay, Tino. Thank you for your time. Okay. You. God bless you. No patience. <laughs> So <laughs> well, you might get some of that too, Rick. little,
0: yeah. I was going to say, hey, um, here, so. <laughs> sorry. If you if you catch if one, if you catch one in a minute, um, I can, I'll do a quick interview with them if you'd like.
1: Yeah, if they're willing to talk.
0: Yeah, just tell him um, tell them in a studio in Arkansas, and we're doing a live broadcast, and uh, just use the first name only.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they don't, they don't feel afraid. or like, hey, well, you guys are cops. We <laughs> suspect that a lot up here. But, no, nah, Rick, you know what? I mean, this is just awesome. And Hollywood Boulevard, where we were you know, last weekend, is just so full of folks. And I, like I mentioned, we went into the L. Ron Hubbard Diagnosis place and then a palm reading place as well to talk to these folks, but they didn't want to really say a whole lot. But when we go back there, I'll have the phone ready and hopefully the mic thing too and we're gonna go <laughs> we'll go talk to some of those folks today. Hold on a second. Excuse me, sir. How you doing? Oh I guess I'm doing pretty good. You doing okay. Uh, What's your name? Conrad. Conrad, I'm Mike. Conrad, nice right. to meet you. Yeah. Um, just real quick if I can have a minute of your time. I'm on the phone with one of my fellow ministers in Arkansas doing a radio show and I just wanted to ask your opinion you wanted to ask your opinions about a couple of things. Is that okay? It'll just take you a couple minutes. That's all we ask. Could you do
2: that? His
0: name is Ricky. Hello, Rick. Hey, Conrad. I'm in. I'm in Arkansas. I'm a friend of uh, Mike. I'm an evangelist. I've been in the streets of LA quite a bit with him. And I was just gonna. I was gonna ask you a question that we um, we ask a lot of people. That if you um, in in which I almost did about two months ago. I almost died uh, from a coronary problem. So I'm not out there tonight. But I was gonna ask you a question. If you died absolutely right now tonight, do you know without a doubt for sure that you would go to heaven? We care, it's why we ask.
2: Well uh, I try and portray a good leading uh you know, role in life and I call myself being straight up and honest with people and I really don't have no idea. I don't uh no church, uh but I come from a uh, religious background, which comes from Conway. Where you at? Really, uh,
0: Conway, Conway, Arkansas. I've been there.
2: Right, right. I just, I got people out there, and that's where my grandmother and their people was raised. or
0: so, uh, I got of Little Rock.
2: out there. The Coxes' family, you know, and uh...
0: well, I. Like if
2: I went, if I was to go, I really, I couldn't say
0: well conrad uh, let me let me just best,
2: uh, you know lead and
0: Conrad, let me just pray a really quick prayer for you just one second so father we we know how much that you love Conrad right now, and we ask that you would bless him, we ask that you would give him long life and long health, Lord, keep him on this journey, Lord, and just keep him safe in the streets of of l a and and Father ask that you bless him in all that he does and all that he puts his hand to. So Conrad, what God has asked us to do is just invite Christ in. Why don't you follow me? Let these words be yours and just repeat well, thank you, sir. and just repeat them after me and just ask him in right now. So just follow me in his prayer. Say, Dear God. Dear God. I believe that Jesus died for me.
2: I believe that Jesus died for me.
0: I believe that he was raised from the dead.
2: I believe that he was raised from the dead.
0: And he is my Lord.
2: And that he is my Lord.
0: I want to follow you, Lord, all the days of my life.
2: I want to follow you all the days of my life. And forgive. I try and do.
0: Amen. uh, And forgive me, Lord Jesus. And forgive me. And I believe. That you came into my heart tonight, Jesus.
2: And I believe that you came into my heart tonight, Jesus.
0: Amen. So Conrad, it in yes. John in John three sixteen it says, For God so loved the world that whosoever would believeth in him would not perish and have everlasting life. In Romans ten, nine and ten it says, If you would confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. So Conrad, write down tonight on a calendar or in your Bible, you gave your heart to Christ, and you just I begin sure will. and just follow Him, and be that good person like you've been, and just tell your family what you've done. Okay?
2: Yes, and, I sure will. And, and God be with you yourself.
0: And thank you, Conrad, for talking with mm-hmm. us. And um, my website is Mercy Street. God told me to take his mercy into the street so it's mercystreet.com. If you ever want it. if you ever want to go to that. So Conrad, okay. I have not ever met you but I care for you and I, I appreciate this time with you and yeah, I'm 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 about 1 quarter mile from Interstate 40. So you know where that is. That's right down. Yeah. To, you go right down. Um, I have to, I would have to go 200 straight miles down to Conway. um,
2: Right. So where where are you at? Uh, Off of uh forty, Fort Smith, Arkansas. Fort Smith. Yes, sir. Okay, I know where. I got you. Well, anyhow, I got to run and catch this bus before I'm I'm stuck out here on the street. Well,
0: it wasn't an accident.
2: God be with you.
0: God be with you. It wasn't an accident tonight, Conrad. Hmm? It wasn't an accident tonight. It wasn't, huh? I don't think it was. Amen. We love you, man. Take care.
2: Well, you too. Take care. Bye. Conrad,
0: so thank you,
1: brother. I appreciate you stopping by. All right,
0: Rick. Conrad gave his heart to Christ.
1: Amen. Amen. That's right.
0: He, uh, do you hear where his family is in Con- Conway? A couple hundred miles from where I sit. Oh, is that right? In Arkansas. Okay. <laughs> it's not by accident. That's, cool. That's the time. That's the timing of God, Mike. Right, Ricky. Hey, you make me want to come on down to LA now. I just led somebody to Christ in LA and I'm not even there.
1: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we're on a cell phone. How about that? Amen. Good.
0: Try, uh, Mike, try the next one like I did. Can I pray for you? And then. Yeah, i trying, uh, but like I said, these
1: guys. I'm going to
0: hurry. But we'll keep trying the interview, whatever works. That's what I go with. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, exactly. Some sometimes, I, sometimes, I, you know, I've had the microphone out in the streets and it seems like that it's going to be a hindrance. But now sometimes people want to give a shout to their brothers down south or, you know, whatever they're wanting to they're, they're <laughs> yeah. wanting to give a shout out. And and, uh, and so let's uh, let's see what happens. But that's beautiful on Conrad there. So we need to there remember him in prayer and and um, sounded sincere. What did you you saw him? What did you uh, what did you see there?
1: tired old guy and trying to catch his buzz got a couple of groceries you know that's about
0: it he never but prayed to...
1: he was sincere in his prayer though
0: i believe he was he hasn't um it was just what you were describing i'm a good person but had never yeah. gave his heart to christ
1: there you
0: go through prayer through confession mm-hmm. Since so the bible says that's confession right. is made unto salvation
1: that's right you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that's the key. One thing to honor God with your mouth is so that your heart be far from Him. That's not a good thing.
0: No. <laughs> what, are you, what are you seeing as you look out? Cars well, going Well, right by. now, Rick, people? a bunch
1: of people preoccupied inside of the store with their shopping. Like I said, normally there would be a lot more people out here, but most everything's closed up because of the time, and it's a weekend. So we're just kind of catching folks right now coming out of a uh, food for less market.
0: Well, we're gonna believe so for some from, divine appointments. again. Sorry? We think you got some divine appointments getting ready to happen, sir.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Come here to get some groceries and get saved in the process.
0: Amen. The bread of life. <laughs>
1: right. We'll share with them. That's right. Break, break bread. Get some wonder them. bread and then get the the, the bread <laughs> of wonder.
0: <laughs> the wonder bread, I love that. <laughs> that's good.
1: Yeah. The Lord is good, Rick. I said sorry about that tonight. We got a little bit of later start than we intended. But next Saturday we'll be out early and man that it'll be it's gonna be interesting.
0: What I like to do too, Mike, uh you guys use the bridge technique if there's three or four people, just say, Can we just gather around? I'm gonna do a prayer blessing and you just bless them all. Okay. And then then sometimes what i try to do is to be their courage and say hey i'm going to pray this prayer i want you to pray it with me asking christ in your heart let's just be bold do it now let's see what if a scene see the set, reaction yeah if a scene sets up like that let's do it and say okay i'm going to pray here we go and and uh as you get started say "Mean it with your heart now this is it this is the opportunity for Jesus to jump right in your heart, man. That's right. Did your other team members get to encounter anybody?
1: Uh, Yeah, they're catching folks as they come out of the store. Like I said, that's how we're we're catching them. They're coming out like here, one there, one here. It's like at the tail end of things up here, Rick. So I don't know about getting a group tonight, probably not going to (laughs) happen, you know. Like I said, a little bit of a late start, brother. So, but it's cool. We got some stuff tonight. Got some things for the folks to hear out there on the podcast. And and our primary concern, again, in this, is that when they hear Rick, when they listen to this, that um, you know the Lord is just going to minister to their heart. He's going to talk to them, and he's going to start and encourage the church to get up out of their chair. Uh, hang on a second, Rick. Okay. Excuse me, guys. I'm Share something with you real quick. Yeah, well. Not much, brother. You got a second? Uh,
2: it's
1: just, it's just about the Lord Jesus Christ. Brother. What's your name? My
2: name is
1: Daniel.
2: Right? Daniel?
1: I know all about it, man. Feel... You
2: Yeah. I mean, I feel...
1: Daniel. I know what's up, man. You know what's up? Let me ask you something, Daniel. Have You let Jesus Christ into your heart? Of course. How long ago? Long time ago. Yeah, I mean,
2: no,
1: Do you live for Him, Daniel?
2: I live for
1: myself. You live for I'm yourself? Family, but do okay. you live for Christ? It is Just it is straight is, up, you know? brother. You
2: no, know, it is what it is. You know, I respect him, you know? Mm-hmm. I know that he's doing
1: good, you know? That's right. It it is, you know? Daniel, right now, before you go, it takes one minute. Since you know about the Lord more or less. You know what? I, I wanna, I, I, I'll i be honest with you. I'm be comfortable because I got beers in here and I got my lady waiting. Man, okay. Can you put your beer in a truck and come back? A minute, yeah. but That's all i ask you. I'm, I'm good, brother. You sure? Yeah, okay, but I got this. <laughs> I got my corona and I'm uncomfortable. He was? Yeah. He had his wife and his beer and gotta go, gotta go. I'm uncomfortable man. I'm uncomfortable. I got beer out here.
0: It sounded like what he was saying if I heard it right, he said he's living for himself.
1: Yeah. That's exactly what he said. I'm living for myself and you know, it's all good. I know I've been in church, I've been about that and you know, that's what you get a lot of though. Lance, I want to pray for you real quick. Is that okay? This just takes a minute, Lance, of your time. Is that okay, brother? Yeah. yeah. Come, Come that's on. That's what I'm huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, man, we're without you, brother. Amen. Right, bro. Will you pray with me? Go ahead. Come on. Lord, I pray for Lance right now, and I just pray that his heart will be prepared to receive you, Lord Jesus, that you will just... Lord Almighty, minister to him, Father God, and that you will just open the eyes of his understanding. And most importantly, Lord, that you will let the love of God that has been shed abroad in all of our hearts enter into his heart and his mind, Father God, into his life. Father, thank you for that. Now, before you go, I want to pray with you to let Jesus Christ in your heart right now. When you do that. He's a, he's a miracle of God. But he's more than that. He's also Lord and Savior then. He's
2: a miracle God. You ain't going right. to make it
1: to heaven without him, brother. Amen. Thanks a lot. All right. Hey Rick. Well, he doesn't wanna as I said, You don't wanna hear it, you he in a hurry. And he started walking away with his basket, so while it's illegal to tackle him, which I wouldn't mind doing, <laughs> I can't <laughs> do that. So Hey Ricky, um yeah, after the broadcaster there, up uh, the phone, it turned out that uh some more folks started coming out of the food for less up there that we were able to gain their attention and presented them with a track and again to talk with them and matter of fact uh, the first couple we encountered one of my uh... team the young man named Carlos his dad was speaking to a uh... an older woman with her daughter and they were there just sharing stuff and i had talked to this one big stocky guy his name was Frank And I started talking to him, and I asked him if he ever went to church. You know, I just kind of broke the ice a little bit with him, and he says, "Yeah, but you know, I don't really have much time for that no more because I, you know, work, and and that's kind of scarce now, and things happening in his life." So I says, "You know, Francis, um, the Lord is is known for taking care of His own. The Lord does love you, and He cares much for you." And I pointed out to him in Matthew chapter six about the lilies of the field and the birds of the air, and how the Lord cares for them. And then the fact that if we seek God first in his kingdom and all of his righteousness, all these things will be added to us, meaning that we'll be taken care of them. We won't you know, be seeing, begging for bread according to his word. And he just kind of stood there and looked. Um, so anyway, I talked to him, and I said, No, thing. I said, The Lord has not forgotten you. He's not angry or upset that you just kind of not sort of checked in touch with him or, you know, that thing's kind of cluttered up your life. And he says, what have you done to, to, you know, what would you say to to inviting your life, inviting him back into your life? And he just kind of got a little teary-eyed and he said, yeah, I think I would like that. And I said, you know, I says he's always waiting. And I go, the saddest part is that we're never too keen or too quick on responding to him in the morning or in a hurry to get to work. We might woke up a little bit later, whatever it is. So he did pray to receive the Lord back in his heart. He gave him some information about the church, and then just kind of talked to him a little more, and he took off. Then this other lady, like I was saying about a minute ago, was with her daughter, and they were Catholics, but they no longer went to the Catholic church. And, you know, I just kind of said, you know, the Lord loves you, and he, he never has stopped. And kind of like I shared with Frank there, and I says, um, you know, it, it's, a sad thing for people to first talk to the Lord, look to Him, and then turn around and just kind of let things, you know, again, like Frank, they choke out you know their walk with the Lord and their faith. Then she just started weeping right there in front of the store, and her daughter just was stone quiet, but we had their undivided attention. So they gave their lives to the Lord there, and we also gave them some information about the church, and then then Carlos' his dad there was going and collect their information and stuff like that. So that uh they can get together you know, at our church and they can bring their family and their kids and stuff there. And a couple of the others afterward behind them, we just like I said, we're able to stop and talk to them for a brief moment, but sometimes like I said, Ricky, you know, like we said before, the people's reaction now to the gospel is they don't care. They don't have time, I don't want to hear, it, you know, like that. And they don't care about where their eternity is. And when we ask them like, you know, Pointed questions like that when you die, where will you go? They just shrug their shoulders and say, I don't care. And they really don't have any regard for for, for their eternity or any concern for that matter. So, you know, it, it's just, it's a heartbreaking thing to see because they're just running through life with, with, with no hope. They're, you know, basically just whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And they just kind of lay it at that. But the last few, like I said, there was a couple of them that just and we had the undivided attention and I said, Well, Lord, you know what? I'll get that mic and we'll be able to use that as a better tool instead of just trying to pass the phone back and forth but
0: Hey, I was gonna tell you, uh Kay and I was in a we were shopping on Friday and this person was like um very negative of the world and you know and his condition and people and everything and so we started sharing with him about you know what's happening in L.A. and other areas, you mm-hmm. know where people are coming to Christ and gang members are giving their heart to Christ, and you know he just couldn't believe it and couldn't understand you know how that could be, how a life could change, and uh, and so this uh, tough person you know all of a sudden became teary eyed and he had a hard time waiting on us and he was embarrassing wiping his eyes and and um, I think for the first time in his life he saw that there was hope for something that you see on the news that looks hopeless.
1: Yeah, and that's just it, Rick. I think, you know, you you have to be willing in you know, a witness to spend time with people. And for mind you, you know, bear in mind that not everybody is willing to sit there and talk to you, but for the most part you get someone will and someone won't. So the ones that will, we, you know, kind of break the ice, what's going on, how are you? I'm nice to meet you, kind of a greeting you know, and just start talking to them a little bit and make some of them are a little bit what you got there and so that opens the door. But you're right about that. It it's you know, once they understand, hey, you know, God there is a God, He does love you and He cares for you, and you know, that the son died on the cross for your sin and you know, and and we use that hope. Yes, you can have hope no matter what you stare at on TV or look at or hear, you know, from neighbors or people, whatever it is. Any any venue of communication it's You know, the world seems hopeless, and they're panicky and scared. It's in the headlines of our news. You know, and I work for the media, so it's like I see it all the time. The world's just, you know, cringing and and biting their nails. And I almost kind of find that comical because it's like, you know, you kick God out of everything in your school and prayer, and you're trying to shut God out, and then you wonder what's the matter. Then you turn around and say, well, there can't be no God because look at the way things are. And here it is, they kicked them out of everything. You know what I mean? So there's backward logic, and it's also... I say it's kind of comical. Sometimes i got to laugh at just like, no, Lord, where are people... You know, where's the gray matter between people's ears?" sometimes? But then again, you got to think there's just so much stuff out there that they can't think straight anyway. You know, they, they could—they wouldn't know which where to turn. And through what the Word of God says, Rick, in the last days, people we no longer, you know, endure sound doctrine. They don't want to hear no more the the full gospel. They want to hear what's appealing to their ears and, and to their itching ears. And that's what we find out there. I don't like what you're saying. Don't tell me that. And it's like, well, would you rather I not share that with you now, that you have a chance to escape it, versus finding out down the road that you're facing it and there's no way out? The greater offense would be for us to leave you in your sin and to spend an eternity in a lake of fire. I said, no, but don't you understand? I said, do not do you not see that? That's the love of God that's the motivating force in our lives that drives us to talk to you so that the Lord will grant you to see that there is danger ahead and grave danger and, and beyond your wildest under her dreams and, and understanding of that word. It's like, come on, people, and we get a clue. But I do really, really, we rather really hope that in all of this, it's out there, and the Lord bless this uh, open the store for these podcasts is that the folks who listen to this Rick, that it'll pierce their heart and they will see the need for them to be out of the, out of their church walls and be out there telling people that, you know, the Lord loves them and died for them and that you know, they can be saved and say, and what they're being saved from, you know, we can't preach to them an ice cream, you know, an going gospel because that's not what it is. It, 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 the Lord loves you indeed, but he, you know, and he's Lord and God, but he's also a judge. You know, and like the Word of God says, Ricky, it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of an angry God. And, <laughs> and we sure don't want to do that. So, you know, like I said, and we don't want to see nobody there. The Lord desires not to perish. We know his work, Ricky. And, you know, and, and my wife and I came in, and, and we know that. And, you know, it, it's astounding to, to, I mean, we know it says it in the Word, but it's astounding to watch. It's, it's amazing at what people's mentality is and, and where they're at because it's really sad you know
0: it is what does it look like when you watch someone come to christ what are you what are you seeing when you see that heart start receiving those seeds
1: you know it looks like it, it, the word of god comes to mind that that you know it's like I said it, the word of god is alive and more powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword and it is piercing and dividing through the flesh and the soul asunder, and it is also a discerner of, our, of the thoughts and intentions of our hearts so it it's I, it's like that comes to life right there, where so all of a sudden you see their their the clouds you know, like moving from their eyes, and their their understanding is open up that the Lord is touching them, and and they break you know right there where they stand, and you know I'm I'm not patient to the choir, choir Rick, you know you see the same exact thing, and it's a, it's really cool to see the word you know have its perfect work in a person's life. Especially when you start hearing them, either they weep or they start. They just acknowledge, I know, I know, I know I'm lost, and I know I need the Lord. I know that, that I'm, I need to get right, and I can't do this no more by
0: myself. You've seen those special times, Mike, that you know, even as you begin to share that they're going to come to Christ, it's like nothing you can do that's going to be wrong. It's going to happen. Have you ever felt that? Watch that? Oh, yeah.
1: Yes, absolutely, yeah. Quite often, as a matter of fact, that's kind of the, uh, become the norm, if you will, I'm not not putting God in a box or anything. But it's it's you know, like I said, it's all the way around, man. It's, it's so good, Rick. You see that all the time, and the, the word of "God indeed is alive," man. And it's so good to see, and it's so nice to watch people walk away with a smile on their face, enjoying their heart and some hope.
0: You and I have been in some. Pretty bad areas is is LA um, the same as it was a few years ago, or is is uh, the darkness increasing? What are you seeing there?
1: No, it's worse. You know, the Word of God also says that evil, evil, you know, people, evil will act worse in the last days, and we see it. You can't go nowhere. You know, my wife can testify to it. No more, with people are dying left and right. You know, there's now the sad, the sad, more sad part of it is that it's a lot of children now. It's the younger, beyond you know, the lower end you know, of the teenager years, and it's like you know, you see this. And it's Lord, have mercy. You know, the darkness is going to fight back. We know the enemy will fight. We know that. That's I mean, you know, that's old hat. We know that, but we also understand the gospel and what the Lord has told us and the, and the instruction we received. You know, you got to think, Ricky. I mean, we read for the God, for example, the Book of Acts, where the church was just explosive, where they were at that time and you know that day and age in the earth, and they did tremendous things for the Lord. We today are not that church. We scream and yell about it and sing about it, but we are not that powerful in the world today. So there's something a little wrong there, and I don't, I don't, you know, think that it's. Good for us to be in that position. I know it's not, and it's like, you know, we seek the Lord's face on Lord equip us for such a time as this and empower the church. You've you've given us, you've told us, you've given us authority and dominion, you know, power over all of the power of the enemy and all these things, you know, we know the scripture, nothing shall by any means hurt us and so on and so forth. And it's like but we don't walk in that. We kinda try to get little snippets and bits of it, but in full full gospel, full power, we don't really see that much here. And that's something that I think is a dire need, because when you start hearing people again, Rick, you know, telling, I don't care, you know, if I go there, I go there, and so what? That's my choice. You believe what you want, and I'll stay where I'm at. And I'm fine with that. You know, don't tell that. Don't tell me, you know, that. And when you get to that point, it's kind of like, you know, we know it's an educational thing from the standpoint of the Lord, and that we really need to press in and pray for the, the souls of these people. We've really got to hunger down and pray and fast for for the, you know, the Lord of the Harvest. Want to put more labors in the harvest to do that, but as well that He grants them the repentance, He grants them salvation. In other words, that He takes the the, the clouds and, and the, the scales from their eyes, because it's an, it's imperative, Rick, for for this day. I mean that that we are such to become an adamant witness for the Lord, Ricky. You know that. Everything's pointing up to his quick return and that, um, you know, if he says, well, I find faith in the earth where I come, that's not a good thing to hear from him, meaning that for the church, we'd better wake up and smell the coffee and be quick about his business.
0: It is it is such a time that we're in. I was looking at a scripture right now at 2 Peter one eleven. It says, For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly in, into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. I really rely on that sometimes. I'm in the streets at night, Mike, and I know you do too, that Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And we know that he will give every single perfect opportunity for someone to come to Christ. He'll... He'll put a lot of stop signs on the way to hell in front of them, and he will put people like you um, to speak the gospel to them and to share their heart. But um, when they do turn and walk away, it hurts, doesn't it, Mike? It
1: does, Rick. You know, and, I, and I, <laughs> I know it's illegal to do, but I would really love to just grab them, and if they try to run, tackle them and pin them to the ground, you know, until they get it because it's that important. Of course, I'd probably get hauled off to jail for that, but, you know, it's like, I know I can't do that, and when you watch that, I just think, Lord, have mercy. And, you know, but again, too, you know the Lord long enough, and gain insight and wisdom. Okay, Lord, fine, we sowed some seed here, we know it doesn't return void, and so on and so forth. Amen. So, if if we're going to uh, be the ones to sow the seed, then send the other to water, but you get the increase, meaning there's salvation. you get their soul. so we're never at a at a loss so to speak but still it's kind of it is heartbreaking to see that because they're just running through life I mean full speed ahead with no nothing and they don't see the signs Rick on the road danger danger you know danger impending doom or destruction you know all the things that are coming and it's like you know we know that the gospel says they won't heed it anyway but you see it now in your face but yes it hurts It, does. it, it it's a sad thing And it just intensifies, you know, the desire to witness more inside of us.
0: I don't know where we were one night, Um, Mike. We may have been in Hollywood. There was this um, girl and a young man, and they had a rat. And it was crawling on her shoulders and his shoulders, and we were talking to them. And they wasn't interested in the gospel. Then all of a sudden she became interested and gave her heart to Christ and then then she said something so unusual she said would you get that stinking rat away from me.
1: Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was
0: Hollywood. That was Hollywood. So she didn't see or smell the the filthiness of that rat until she gave her heart to Christ. There'd been <laughs> there'd been a exactly. transformation in how she perceived things and she scooted a you know like a half a step away from him and and so you know it was like you said the the, the scale of her the eyes are just open where they can see, all of a sudden, and that's where we need uh, the intercessors, Mike. For the people that are listening, you know, the greatest thing I know that they can do for you is to is to remember you on the weekends. Uh, you, Mike, and your team, and and just pray. You know, begin starting on Friday night because sometimes you go out on Friday, and oftentimes it's more Saturday. But just start on Friday night and just pray saturday as well and pray and uh just pray for the convicting power of the holy spirit to be in the streets as you guys are out there for your protection and and so that their eyes would open and hear the gospel and um because we really really need the holy spirit to um to just move upon his people in these streets because that's what we're totally relying on that you know you've got good skills mike you've talked to people your whole life and um you know, you've been in the gang, you know what that life is to come from, and um, I mean, so you know what it is that, that you, you're trying to help them to escape from, and and I don't know, Mike, I think, um, like I say, our, our appeal tonight too, or right now is for people that are listening, is to pray, and pray that yeah. those those that would come to Christ, that the Lord would keep them in the palm of his hand, because there's a lot of temptations out there. Go ahead, Mike.
1: Yeah, you know, and you get it right on the nose, Rick, and a matter of fact, whoever listens to this, you know, if you guys are prayer, people of prayer, don't just pray Friday and Saturday, pray always. Amen. Because I'm telling you, it's that intense, and it, it's that important, you know, and if you can't get out there to be a witness, you can do spiritual warfare on your knees, you know, you can intercede and, and, and seek the Lord for the, for the lost, and um, rightfully so, <laughs> it, it's, it's it's really, it's something else. It's really extraordinary, Ricky. The day and age we live in, you know. And my my wife, and loves She we talk about things when we see and different stuff. And and you you know, one of her favorite phrases is, "What's wrong with people?" You know, not that we don't know, but it's just like, it's kind of amazing. Even though you know that, like says, people will wax worse you know, in the last days. It's like, but you see that, and it's just like, man, you know. Here it is, the gospel telling you what's coming, and now we see it in our face, and now we interact and we confront people outside, and and you know, we we tell them, and they don't want to hear, and that's what we want the people to pray for is, you know, pray, Lord, break their hearts, you know, and break them right where they stand in the street, no matter what, and and it's that important, and it, and we know the Lord looks at our heart and all we do, Ricky, we can give him lip service and everything, but if, we're, if this is not in our heart, then we're just wasting our time with the crying symbols the Word talks about. So we don't want to ever stand before Him and be, be that he said to us or others. You know, we don't want to be the ones that say, "Well, you know, Lord, we did this and and so on and so forth." And He says, "I don't know you. You know, depart from me, because you guys are workers of iniquity and, and sin or whatever." And it's like thinking all along we were all cool I and mean, we thought we were there and we've arrived or whatever and to find out lost. So no thank you. But that's just it for the church, man. Um we really need to step up and be the New Testament church for today that we're called to be. And again, Ricky, you know, and as much as I gotta say it, and I know it's a hard saying for a lot of people to hear, but it's we aren't. We have all the great programs, we do all the different things and you know, and, and we don't knock nobody, but the Lord's giving them and gifted them to, to share with the church, but the bottom line is that, you you know, the people of God should love the Word, they should love to pray, you know, let alone, not only that, but be in His house, be around godly people, and so on and so forth. You know, not just to be doing the religious thing, but to, to have a living relationship with the Lord. The Lord knows those who are here, like the Word says, but... You wonder if the people who actually say I'm a Christian and born again even know what that halfway means. You know. They don't like hearing no more that Christ is Lord. Not now you hear a lot, receive Christ as Savior, but we're always quick to remind them, not just Savior, he's Lord. And if he's not Lord, then he ain't nothing else to you. And you know, some fleeting moment, you know, bit of excitement or something thinking or assuming that you've done the right thing. So that's where we draw the line and we tell people that like, we are not cutting back to nobody and we're not screaming and yelling at them, mind you, but we are speaking the truth and love to them and We're telling them this is what's going down and this is where we are and this is where you stand. But the Lord loves you. So here, this is a warning sign to you, you know, and, and we do plead with you to take heed to it. And like I said, you know, it, it, we see the word, Ricky, alive right there. Some will not door, They don't want to hear no more. And we found people out there, Ricky, and I'm just like you have, that have been in church for X number or a good number of years, as a matter of fact, and just turned and walked away. You know, They just totally disowned God and everything else involved and said, forget this.
0: Mike, you remember exactly. uh, in Luke 14, uh, I would, this made me think of kind of the last call. Uh, it, it says, in a certain man made a great supper and he bade many. His servant said, it's time. So he bidden them to come and they didn't come. And then he said, you know, go out into the cities and in the highways. And then, and then it says, go out quickly into the streets and the lanes and bring in the poor and the maimed and the halt. And then he said, and the Lord said, it is done as he commanded and he said now he said I want you to go out in the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in that, that my house may be filled. And so Mike, I think this is the last call that you and I have been in uh with the Lord that I'm literally, you know, leading people to the Lord and dumpsters. You're leading them to the Lord and dumpsters and alleys and in front of the worst shops, porno shops or palm reading or whatever it is um you know we're out we're at the last call that he's he's now he's inviting anyone and everyone to come in now quickly for this yeah. great supper so i think we're at the last call mike
1: you know rick i wouldn't doubt it for a second as a matter of fact that passage of scripture referred to you know if you think about too, where it says you know okay everything's ready go out and call my people to come And the servants come back and say, they don't want to come, (laughs) you know? And you're going, you think about that just for that, where you stop there for a minute and like, you know, you think, I'm sorry, say again, come again. They don't come. So what did you tell them? All right, well, forget them. Go get the, like you said, the people who are in the gutter in the street and the hedges and whatever, and bring them. That my place, my house, will be full. So it's like, you think, meaning that the people who are supposedly God's people will reject Will turn, you know, they're doing a the battle phase and, and, and march off somewhere else. It's like, and God's beckoning, come, come, you know, it's time. It, it, they won't, you know, they don't want to do that. And it's like, you start thinking about the things you hear in the gospel, and it's, that's kind of scary.
0: It is because yeah. it, he closes and he said, and that none of these men which are bidden shall taste of my supper. So the ones that were asked, he said, they're not, you know, those that had turned him down. They won't taste of the supper. It's not his. He said it's not his will that any should perish. Exactly. You know the invitation is to to all. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. That whosoever doesn't matter about poverty. I think of the. You ever think of the man that was sitting beside the pool pool of Shalom, Mm -hmm. waited for thirty something years for somebody to put him in the water, and you know who personally came to him to heal him, after all those Mm -hmm. years. Jesus Christ personally showed up on the scene and took care yeah. of his needs. And I think that's what you're doing in the streets, Mike, you're extending. He's seeing through your eyes. He's using your heart to care. You guys are extending your hand, his hand to reach out and issue the invitation. Say, take my hand and pray and follow me in this prayer. I've heard you do that often and, um, that's his invitation for them. And, uh, so I hope Mike, people listening is it's given them an insight into, um, the challenges you've had. I've, I've seen, I've seen the guns in the streets. I've, um, I know when we were together in LA that, um, I don't know how many minutes it was. I would say somewhere between seven and every 15 minutes, there'd be a gun pop, you know, within six or eight, six or eight blocks from where you were. I don't know Mm -hmm. how often that is now, but you know, I, I think there's, um, there is so much, so many kids that are hurting, and um, we're seeing right now, across the entire world, the entire world, there is there is poverty beginning to show on the planet, there is unemployment that's happening, and no one has an explanation, And so whatever was holding this all together, it seemed to have come apart. And I think it gives us just a small insight into what it's going to be like when the church is caught away and that last bid for supper's is over with. Then a wall yeah. claps back in. It's kind of like, uh, remember when the lights went off in L.A. one night and one night when they yeah. went off in uh, New York? What happened? Yeah. It was chaos. Absolutely. These inner cities have a delicate balance. Mm-hmm. And you guys are pushing back the forces of darkness to the spirit of the Lord in you.
1: Yeah, exactly, and 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 I don't, you know, I I don't know. It just I guess keeps to me it bears constant repeating. The church needs to get up, needs to wake up, you know, because the flip side of all this is, what are we doing with what God has entrusted, you know, to us and given us? What are we doing, Rick? What is the church doing today with, with the gift that God is instilling us, the calling that God is is, is putting us? What are we doing with that? How many do you think will be, will be, will hear, you know, wicked and lazy servant? You know I mean? It's like, you think about that, and it's like, man, you know, it it motivates us, Rick, to pray, you know, Lord, please just purge your church and and, and turn our hearts, you know, rightfully to where they need to be with you and right standing with you, and, and, and own us, Lord, own us, because we need you. We, we can't half-step and you know, not function as we are called to do without you. We can't do it. We can't make it like that. We can't be dysfunctional. And we can't ignore, you know, or, or just cling to the nice, soft side of the Word of God, where there's just blessing, blessing, and, you know, no worries, no fear. You know, and then you got people now today, Ricky, in churches that one side is going, you're eternally saved, and the other one is going, no, you're not. And then the other part is going, well, who's right? And... Some people are like, you know, who cares? And we've got a whole slew of, 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 of replies to that. And you think about that. You know, there's a falling away coming. There's an apostasy. There, there's things in there, man, that tell you that, you know what? Not all who say, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. And that's clear. That's scripture truth. And then that, you know, that that's just another thing that says to us, you know, Lord, please, you know, have mercy. Please, please have great mercy. Because your duties aren't unparished Lord, first of all. And second, you went to great lengths to save us. You went, I mean, you went all out. And you spared nothing, you know, and, and you gave your very best for us. You died, in, 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 you know, for unworthy, <laughs> for unworthy people. And it's like, you know, please, Lord, please have mercy, please. Because you know what? We know, and, and we can read about it in the Scripture that, you know the books were open, and, and the sea gave up the dead, and 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 the rich and the poor, and the great and the small. Everybody's there, just basically everybody, whoever. And the books were open, Rick, and, and we're trying to we look at that and read that, but I'm trying to bring that to to vivid, you know, reality or imagination, if you will. And it's like, can you imagine standing there, and, and whether there's lines of people or however it goes, but it's like when you finally make it to the front and you're front and center there, it's like. You know, they're looking through the books. Come on, what's going to be swimming through your mind? You know what I mean? And you're looking at that, and you can imagine the stark terror in people's faces who find out that they're not in the book, you know, and they're not going to heaven. They're not going to get in there, Ricky. And, and, and I I mean, just that alone is like, oh, man. You know, you you think of the word fear and, and horror or terror. And magnify that a hundred million times. That's probably what it would be like. You know, I couldn't. I can't. Of course, we can't. The mind can't conceive of it right now, our human mind. But we don't want that, and and we don't want people, Ricky, to spit in God's face. You know, He gave the gift. He, he loves us, indeed. He loves people. We, we do too. But we we pray, Lord, don't let them just just ignore this. Don't let them. But again, Rick, I know, man, that that that's also the Lord telling us, and what are you as a church going to do about it? You
0: know? It's what sad. are you going to do? Yeah. It's sad, people that are listening, that I think, Mike, if somebody knows enough to be saved, they know enough to share. Yeah. If they know enough to go to church every Sunday, they know enough to care.
1: Well, and, you know what, Rick? I think that that's a, a, a good... You know, that's. I'm glad you said that, because in all honesty... Yeah, and in matter of fact i let me say this we're still broadcasting yes, okay this is I want to challenge you guys <laughs> at, at, at your churches, whoever listens to this, wherever you are on this planet on god's green earth to to go and quiz your church, the people in your church, and ask them, and they've been there a few years take this this whoever, this whoever see see percentage wise how many of the people in your church can lead somebody to Christ, and how keen they are on the gospel, how much word do they know. And I promise you that it's not what you think it is, that, would, that your stats, if you take them down or you jot notes on what you find, are going to really, really kind of just go off like an alarm clock, because that is not cool. But I promise you it's not going to be in the high percentage range. Okay, I, I, I'm telling you. We went to out here, for example, and I won't name the church because it's a well-known, you know, dog church. And we were in there talking about evangelism, so I took the guys down there for this little conference, and we went and sat there. Now, mind you, there's pastors in here and stuff, okay? So I sit there, and, and I'm an attentive person. I listen to a lot, and I can take in a lot of information and stuff. And um, it's it, I sat there... And this guy's going off and on about this program and what you're going to do to have your church be more community minded and get out about your you know, blah blah blah, be a witness. And and I'm listening to these pastors who you know been there and they all sounded it off. It's oh, I've been in church for 15, 20 years, blah blah blah, and got you know, doctorates and so on and so forth. And I'm asking you know this guy, how do you win somebody to Christ? I almost you know choked on my soda. I was like, what you? <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, what? It's like, so I turned around and one one cup one day. I don't forget the name of the church. Now it's been some a couple number years ago. I says, "Are you guys serious?" You know, he goes, "Yeah, we just don't know." I thought, "Lord, have mercy," you know. Goodness. And I don't, you know, I don't knock when nobody does. The Lord does in nobody's church, but still, to me, that didn't seem right. It didn't sit well.
0: It's uh, Mike. I know there's some that you've led the Lord. I led a grandmother that was. Uh, Ninety-one years old to Christ. I, I led uh, some uh, some other couples that were seventy-nine and in uh, and, in and some greater, and you know that um, I don't know what would have been the fate of them, Mike, if I um, if if the Lord hadn't had moved on my heart and uh, showed me in the Scriptures, you know what it is that He wanted me to do. And I think it, I think like the pastor asking that question, if he simply just read. If he would just read the red in the New Testament, <laughs> yeah. he would know what to do because it's what his Lord Jesus Christ did. He extend, you know, he he went the young man that he had healed his eyes. He went back to him and said, "Do you know? Do you believe uh, in the Lord Jesus Christ?" And he said, "Who is he that I might believe?" And he said, "It is I." And he said, "I believe." And so, I mean, that the simplicity of sharing Christ. As yeah, I said, it's,
1: it's
0: not a hard thing to do. Yeah, some yeah. they've missed it. I mean, it's uh, the prosperity that we preach, we hear preached is um, you know it's for furthering of the kingdom of God, and um, mm-hmm. God says that beloved, wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be yeah, in health. What
1: done that, you know? but as
0: your soul prospers, and if your soul's prospering, then you're going to follow the will of God, and um, so I know judgment's coming. It's already been it's already <laughs> yeah. it's already been written and um I and don't you know, know where it begins, Rick. I don't know how much time is left, Mike, and uh we um we're gonna call I guess that um it's the last call.
1: Yeah, know. and it's a clear it's a clarion call, Ricky, you know, and, and again, you know, we don't we've dealt with people, Rick, you know, for a good number of years now in different churches and one of the battles we've had with Some folks, if you were to debate, you know, and going out and tell folks about, you know, Christ and, you know, salvation and blah, 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 is, well, you don't go out there and tell them that they're going to go to hell. You don't go out there and tell them that there's judgment. You just don't do that. That's not right. I'm thinking to myself, well, what in the world would you tell them? (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, if they, if you leave them lost, what are they going to expect? Entrance to heaven? You know, I said, "This is simple math, guys. You know, get again the gray matter between your ears that God gave you. Let's try to use it, and and, and the word is clear. And, it, and it's again, we're not you know the the wild haired you know you no, know, I don't know if you want to nothing derogatory, or negative, but we're not the the wild looking person on Hollywood Boulevard with a sandwich board, you know, with large words painted doom, you know." Judgment, whatever, but you do need to tell people, you know, and it's 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 a dire need, man, It's and dire is an understatement. It is a really, really time for the church, Ricky, to wake up, and again, man, whoever listens to this, we, please, <laughs> we plead with you to so please get up and encourage your people.
0: I do out. that, yeah. like some nights when the Holy Spirit is really moving, I'll do that, and I'll just say, I'm an evangelist. And I'm going to ask you a question, and I'm going to move on. Is it heaven or hell? You make the choice. Yeah. And, that's it. and that's when he's you really flowing. You can just literally say that. And, you, you know, the emotion, they'll begin to weep, and they choose They choose Jesus.
1: Yes. And you want to know something? There are times where, you know, we talk to folks, and we didn't even have to say a whole lot. And it's like, you know, I know. The Lord just brought conviction, bang, right there. Now, but the, the the funny thing, and it's not in a comical way, is hey guys, you know, how are you with, with, with you know, what's going on? We should breathe again, icebreakers. And then we, we we asked him, hey guys, you know, before you go, we just want to ask you a really important question. You know, first of all, do you love life? Absolutely. You know, it's great, right? You get up, you, you, you go out, you go about your day, if you work, you work. If you're stay at home parent, whatever, you do that and it it's cool. So it's 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 an awesome thing to see. And I says, you know, you appreciate having, you know, your, the roof over your head and so on and so forth and all the things that are, are are the good side of life. Yeah, absolutely. I says, you know, last you, you Mickey, what's gonna happen to you when you die? Then all of a sudden their expression changes. And they just kind of stay quiet and just kind of look at you like, I'm sorry, come again? And say, what's going to happen to you when your life ends? And they that's where you get this, again, the bewildered look, but then they start thinking. That starts the hamster moving inside there. And they start thinking about it, and that's where you either get, I don't know. Then you get the other people who assume they're going to go to heaven, Rick. Um, Like the other guy we heard last night, the other night up at uh, Food for Less, I'm a good person, you yes. know. I don't do nothing really wrong, and we know there's no not none not good not one, like the word of God says. So, again, they assume. But when we ask that question to them, they they, they really start to ponder. You know, what's at kind of stake there a lot of times, and they start to really consider. You know, that is going to come, and it comes for one out of every one person. It's a perfect statistic. So, I should really give this a little more consideration and thought. And a lot of times, Rick, that's what that's what opens the door right there to our conversations with people. You know, it really gets them to stop to think because we ask them some pointed questions. So, again, you know, it, it's it's really an awesome thing, Ricky. And and I don't, you know, like I said about the pastors who I talked about earlier that we sat with and talked to, you know, all we did, and in fact that so we didn't say nothing to them or criticize them or, you know, say, you know, what's wrong with you? And we just said, you know, there's a lot of loss out there. The Lord died for them and you guys really should just if nothing else, grab some facts and go out there and just start passing them out. Start there. If you don't know nothing.
0: Sowing so seeds.
1: You know, it yeah, exactly. Start planting seeds and pray the Lord will send some of the water and you know, God reached the harvest, so but but do something. Start someplace. And, and I said I you know, I told one of the guys, I says you preach the gospel for crying out loud. He says, You know, you 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 you. Speak to more than one person at a time in your church, and so, "So take that same thing you're doing from the pulpit and apply it in the street, mm-hmm. you know, or wherever you're going to be going. But do that. You're yeah. ready. You have knowledge. There's nothing. You know. It's not like you got to have this dictated. You know, set of of, of sentences and you know whatever a paragraph to tell somebody. You just tell them the gospel,
0: well, and let they...
1: the gospel have its perfect word. And it always works. It doesn't fail. The word of God does not return void. I don't care where you preach it." You know, you may have people who don't like it, which we have out here. You have people who get angry, which we have out here. You got people that'll cuss you up and down, which we get all the time, and so on and so forth. But, Rick, we don't care what their reaction is in the respect of that they may, you know, swear up and down or threaten or whatever they're going to do.
0: But You're looking for somebody to come what to what the, the concerned table. concerned about is yeah. that they're saved. You're looking for somebody to come to the table. You just go on to the next and go on the next. I was thinking if the preacher, if he doesn't preach and then teach about how to go out, he'll never reach and he's going to have to answer a question someday, Mm -hmm. you know, to, you know, to God. So I think it's important, Mike. It's, It's a commission. He commissioned us to do that. And I know people yeah. will follow the commission to get water baptized, but my goodness, there is a commission to go out and to share Christ. And so for people that are listening, just we give the invitation.
1: Well, folks, you know, first of all, we pray that this podcast will reach out to save, to encourage, to the body of Christ in the church. And for anyone listening that is, doesn't know Christ, yet, you're curious, that the Lord is just... Happen to lock your uh, your channel here to hear this podcast right now I want to invite you to know the Lord Jesus Christ in your heart not just out of your mouth and in your mind not to have religion but to have a living relationship with the living God and if you would please pray with me we'll be deeply honored and repeat after me say Lord Jesus I am a sinner and I am sorry for my sin and I thank you for dying for me on the cross I thank you for shedding your blood for me, for the remission of my sins. I confess before you, Lord, that I need you. I give you my life. I confess with my mouth that you are my Lord, and believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior, and I thank you again for dying for me on the cross. I thank you that you have risen from the dead, and I thank you that you are at the right hand of God. I thank you, Lord, for saving me tonight help me to live for you i give you my life and my heart and i thank you lord that you love me and died for me where i was at when i didn't deserve it i thank you lord again and i receive you with my whole heart in jesus name amen
0: amen thank you mike and uh mike if you uh want his contact information he's at wwwla dot com. that's la dot jesuscom and our ministry is Mercy Street Ministries and the podcast site. And also our blog site is located at podcast.mercystreet.com. We we'll also have a, a a free training site that uh, contains all of our books, all of our resources, all of our information. It's all, and it, as I said, it's all free. So if you go to www.elabors.com, that's E-L-A-B-O-R-E-R-S.com. You can listen to um, the audio books off the podcast. Go over to eLabors if you like and and uh, actually take a test and receive a certificate and use the resources. There's tracks, all kinds of information to help you to uh, to start a group with your church, uh, to start an evangelism evangelism team, to take them out in the streets like uh, Mike's been doing. And uh, so keep the uh, keep the L.A. team, Mike Lujan and his team and his church, uh, keep them in your prayers. As they as they go out in the streets of L.A. and Mike, we uh, we appreciate you uh, taking a Saturday night to uh, to go out and to tell people about Christ and uh, I um, let's remember tonight too all the ones that we heard uh, Daniel and Lance and Conrad yes. and all the different names that we heard. We'll remember them in prayer. Okay.
1: Yes, Rick, and please again be in prayer. We will talk to you guys again uh, next Saturday night, but it will be from Hollywood, California. And you know what, folks? We just expect the Lord to move because, you know what? That's His heart's desire that none perish, and it is ours, too. We are in full agreement with that. And again, it is a terrible and a frightening thing to fall into the hands of an angry God, Rick. The Word declares it. And, and, (laughs) you know, we know the Lord. Like I said, Ricky, again, just to, to back on what I said earlier, and, and we want Ricky, these folks, just like you do, Rick. You know, we've known each other a good number of years now, and, and we know Kay's in agreement, and the kids, and, and the family. And, you know, we are, too, and my wife, Tammy, and Rick, L.A. for Jesus, and then some. Amen. We're going to take it.
0: Amen. Amen. Love you, Mike. Tell Tammy, hi. brother. Okay. Take care. God bless. Bye. Bye. God
1: bless you. Bye-bye.